0: I think that it's fine that neither one of us have been in tune with what's going on in the world, really. And yeah. just, I mean, we can have an episode like that. I don't think we've had too many of them. It's
1: been a while. Yeah. Yeah. We've been, uh, our structure has been taking over for the last few episodes. Property box.
0: First of all, welcome to Property Bonics, everyone.
1: Proper Bonics, what up, what up, what up, um, what up?
0: Do you remember when we used to didn't have a structure? Like, we literally, <laughs> just like, we're trying to figure out how we're going to do the podcast and, like, <laughs> what we're going to do, you know what I mean? Like, what are we going, to, like, how's it going to be structured? I, I feel like now, though, we finally have, like, like a structure. We kind of have to figure out where we can just flow, you know?
1: Yeah, probably the segments helped with that, of, like, giving some, I remember when we first started getting guests, I would let them know, like, oh, we have segments and these are topics we cover. And they would always note like, oh, all right, I usually don't get this for a podcast. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, nah, man. Welcome to Prop Rubonics, episode 170?
0: It's like 108 or something. Oh, I was right. 108. Oh,
1: wow. All right. Very good guess. All right. It's whenever they have those uh those tests, of, like, guess how many uh, gumdrops are in this jar? Uh, I always overguess, so. That's a reflection of that.
0: Yo, I ain't gonna lie. When I do those things, like guess number, piece of candy, I really be trying. Like, <laughs> I'll be trying, I'll be trying to do math. I like, I like count one side of the bottle. Like, okay, multiply that by four. And then, don't forget about the bottom of the bottle. Yeah. You know I mean, <laughs> I never I wonder, get it right.
1: I always try too, but exactly. I always get it wrong. Too. I'm like, oh, what? I put all this damn effort. I was like checking the parameters, doing multiplications, considering everything that's on the inside. And, yeah uh, always fall short
0: speaking of something on the inside that did not fall short i must say you guys had a great show at the uh, mickey's black box
1: oh i was curious where you're going with that one yeah <laughs> it's like oh. all right <laughs> yeah no so uh mickey's black box in uh Lititz, pennsylvania uh which i guess it's like a relatively new venue where they've mainly done music they did their first comedy show um where a uh, shout out to gary Lamoge put it all together and yeah man it was it was solid they sold it out uh, I don't remember on Bruce Bad. if you may have the inside I think it was like 200 or maybe 150 something it was it was like a good amount of people um yeah. and they had like a balcony and all that stuff so like it's cool when you're able to perform for the balconies of like it's you're able to pace things out a little differently in terms of kind of eye contact so that was nice um Charles shout out to him it was his birthday weekend and uh it showed Charles was excited for the show Uh Um, and he came out to a a standing applause and and he walked out. Yeah. Charles did like 20 minutes and the whole thing was just solid. Uh, He, at the end of his set, did one of these. (laughs) I was like, oh,
0: he gave a curtain call. Uh Yeah,
1: really did. Um, Yeah. Bruce Battle says to maybe 200 or more people. It felt like that. It was a good amount. The energy was good um it it was it was nice and they recorded it i think i had like two different people recording with like quality video to producer pat as well so yeah man
0: it was a good show nice how how were you on the big on that like that big stage like that much space like what do you do do you like pace back and forth or you just like stand in one spot how is that
1: no i move around i find i prefer i prefer those stages it feels very much like a, a monolithic response like it feels like it's just one large like everyone's just in tune it's not like sporadic laughter sort of thing um and i've done those before like at colleges so it was nice being able to do that and mainly the balcony part i find that to be uh the best and knowing like oh this is like i'm about to do like one of my a material bits and then you get that reactions like oh very good. Very nice. It's like they're um, they're
0: laughing on the setup. You're like, oh, this is gonna be good. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's that's uh I wasn't supposed to be on the show either. Not wasn't supposed to be on it, but I was replacing a comic, I think um like a month before the show. I was like, Yeah, sure, I'll I'll show up to Lititz. Mm. And then I show up and it's like, Oh, this is like an actual theater. So <laughs> yeah, it was nice, man.
0: Nice, that's dope. I'm a, uh I'm gonna be there in June. So the next one they have. Mm. I'm, I'm doing that one. Rock so. out, man. Yeah, right. Yeah,
1: You're going to like sure. it. No,
0: nah, it looked look dope, man. It was I was like, oh, that shit looks crazy in there. You know what I mean? So it was cool.
1: Yeah, especially for Littitz. Huh. I, I really thought, I mean, I knew because they said it was going to be a black box theater. But I thought like, um, almost like how good good had their black box. Like traditional black box theaters where it's like maybe like 50 seats. And you're like, which I love those, where it's like just a small room. Yeah. Not the case. This is a black box theater, full-blown, like... 100 200 people there's probably there's such a large gap in that it's either 100 or 200 people there there. Um, and yeah definitely get yours recorded man it's that's a good place to have like a just a a set to have on tape no definitely i want to
0: get i need to get some more some more recordings anyway i think my last recording was like a good tape was like november you know what I mean? but you know like when you get a, a tape and then time passes. You feel like it's not as good as it should be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, I could I could do better than that.
1: You know what I mean? Because you can, yeah. After, like, <laughs> after some time, it's like, oh, yeah, I've improved. Um, yeah, this tape was good. I, I think I cursed once, which doesn't really matter. It's not like I'm like the clean comic. But it's nice having tapes where it's like, oh, okay, well, do you need... And that's my Bruce Bat. like, I could bleep it out. <laughs> Thanks, <Matt. laughs> um Sometimes bookers will request... Can we get a clean set? Um uh, I mean, it's nice just to have that on file. Um, but I have, I guess, backup ones. Or I guess I could use this one and bleep it out.
0: Well, you know, you're not a you a dirty comedian. Like you're not up there going talking about all your sex capades and all uh you know stuff that
1: you This know, one was a little different, bro. This one was got a little got a little juicy up there. No, I didn't no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did yeah. add a add a dip in the crowd. It was like, uh, like what? What else? What else is new? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but like, <laughs> no. But it's like you, you get kind of uh, hesitant to like, not like to like a, a dipsey do comedy sort of thing, but like this one. I was like, okay, this is like a full blown production. I think it's a safe bet because it was either this or the show before. It was a show I did the night before. It was a bar show in Coatesville, which is great, but it's a bar show, so it's like, all right, well, hold off on coming to that one. I got something for him the next day and uh, yeah, it it was, it was solid. It was a single juice was, is back on the streets uh, and made quite the return this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) I showed up here (laughs) i I showed up maybe like 10 minutes before we were recording. I was like, Oh, I didn't send Alan topics. Uh, We were just going to have a conversation. So if you're listening to proper box for the first time, welcome to a, a free flowing conversation with Kirk and Alan.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. So it's always these are some of the funnest episodes. But I have a question for you, and you yeah. since you brought up, you bring in the the dip for the people that don't know, it, dip is you know female acquaintance, um, I mean or male acquaintance, whatever you know. I'm not judging. Yeah. Um, but I have had comedians like I have been known to in the past bring dips to shows, mics. I bring them anywhere; it doesn't matter. To me. And right. like, I had what comedian say to me one time: it's like, yo, when you bring a, a woman to a show." like, aren't you afraid that it won't go well? And she'll, like, look at you. And, and first of all, I was like, no, I'm not that, I'm I'm confident. I'm not unconfident like you. I'm not going to be like, I, I think it's going to go well. You know what I
1: mean? The comic's like, damn, Alan, why'd you guys say that? I got to add that part?
0: <laughs> That's the truth. It's like, I, my mind didn't even think to be like, oh, if it doesn't go well. She may look like, like no, this is going to go great. How can it go bad? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Things can go, you know, it depends on the atmosphere. Like, if it's a bar show and it's your first time like really getting to know someone yeah that could leave an impression if they're like especially if they're like oh like you do comedy and it's like oh this is because a lot of times people don't know the ins and outs of like oh well maybe it was uh, like a rocky night or like maybe it was just like a weird setup sometimes people just see it as at face value so i get that but at the same time i think just being strategic of like like if you're dating someone for a while, yeah, bring them to open mic. That's not really gonna matter. They've seen you do stuff and they kind of understand at that point of like, oh yeah, like that's that's a process. But if yeah. you bring them for first time doing comedy to an open mic and you're like twelfth, thirteenth up, you could still rock out, but it's just like it's a little bit more dicey.
0: The the very first, let's say, like date night that me and my girl had, um, we went to a show. That I mm. that I wasn't on, oh, I was, okay. and I got a guest spot. Like okay. this, like this, is the very first like date night we had. Like I mean, and I um came to Brooklyn and I was just like, um, my man got a show. I was like, I'm gonna see what's up with it. So I went over there and I walked in. People were showing me love because you know they're like, oh, they like, oh, what's up, Alan? I'm like, all right, good. This, this looks good. This looks good. She <laughs> she think I know people. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just comedians right so i get up there and mind you like i'm nervous like i'm real nervous but like whatever so i get up there and like i murdered it like i murdered it and we've been in a relationship for two and a half years now you know oh my what my
1: mean? Gosh, yeah. <laughs> sometimes that could be the you set the tone right there of like oh you know just going on a date night sort of thing i'm not even going to go on stage then you show up people treating you like a superhero <laughs> like showing you love left and right it's like oh wow this guy's a this guy's socially uh equipped and then it's like oh they want him on stage he wasn't even supposed to be on stage <laughs> and you show up on stage and do a good job that'll yeah. get you a good year or two in the relationship
0: <laughs> <laughs> i knew i knew what i was doing like i was like if i go to this show like i've done the show but have i done that show before i don't know if i have but like i was just like yo i know a bunch of people there i know it's like I'm in my zone right now, like I was in my zone. Like, you know when you're in a zone, like you've been doing shows like the last three or four days, and then yeah. and I was just like, "All right, I can do this." So I was like, "You want we without the we out to eat?" And I was like, "You want to just go to this, you know, this show?" I know.
1: <laughs> it's just the thing you know? going on. My buddy kind of mentioned it, sort of.
0: <laughs> you know, so I got I got on it, you know, and I and I remember, like I was doing my my mouse. I got you know mouse joke talking about how I'm afraid of mice, yeah. and um, there's a part where I go like mice on glue traps. They be trying to get off the trap. They look like like Puff Daddy in the 90s. Oh yeah. And I, I got a I got a video of me like Harlem shaking, like I've never Harlem shaked before. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that's how you know I was trying to secure the bag. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. I was like, I can't I can't lose that. You know yeah, I, mean? I was like, <sighs> I was shaking my ass. Oh, <laughs> well,
1: he could dance too. He's afraid of mice, but he could dance. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. No, that was that was a slick move on your part, man. I've I've done the opposite. I when I was probably I would have been like 22 maybe yeah it would have been like 22 or maybe younger who knows um, I brought a date it was like our second time like going out no we didn't even go out we like had like we hung out once and it was our first time like going out somewhere I invited her to an open mic uh, shout out to Urban Saloon in Fairmont (laughs) (laughs) invited her there and I was like number 20 on the mic so she saw everyone and for whatever reason people from that I knew from high school decided to come through as well. So I was like, mm-hmm. all right, well, I have like, and I think it was kind of like a thing where, okay, he has people, so let him go on late. So those people could stay, which is kind of like, all right, guys. yeah," um, And then go up, do not, I did not do well. <laughs> I, like, uh, whereas like you you forget, it was an open mic. So like, I'm forgetting material up there. I'm exhausted. I'm having like the thoughts of like my perception of how she's going to take it. And also like the high school friend's, it was just a recipe for like, don't do this. And that was kind of like, I've, I followed that for the rest of my comedy of like, if you're introducing people to your comedy, unless you really know them. And it's like, if you're trying to like impress, bring them to a a, a safe atmosphere. Like as like yep. I open mic, you're trying stuff out. That's you're doing. The process, bring them to something where it's like, oh, this is like the, the actual show this yeah. is like you're doing it. So that's that's uh, one of my suggestions to any young comics. Listen to this. Don't bring a dip to an open mic unless you know that dip well.
0: And also I I recommend if you do bring a woman to an open mic for the first time, don't like go up there working on stuff like oh kill it. Like just do some yeah. do some stuff you're familiar with like be funny. Like don't you can work on something at the next mic. But this one you yeah. need to make her make her laugh. Be like oh he's funny, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. No, exactly. That. that's uh that's always a fun dynamic of say you're doing like an open mic and you're going there to work on new stuff sort of thing. And then like, whether you see, whether you see like a booker or someone like, you know, sort of thing there. And it's like, Oh, it's someone that you like you want to do well in front of. And then you decide like, do I want to stick with, I came here to really like work on things versus do something that I know already works. And just for the sake of killing sort of thing. Um, I find a lot of times I choose the former. A lot of times it's just like, it depends on the situation. There's times that it's just like, all right, well, I drove out here. I, I want to work on stuff. Yeah. I'm going to bite the bullet and just do it. And uh, yeah, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't.
0: One, one rule of thumb that I used to have when I was like open mic thugging all the time, oh, yeah. bang, bang. going to different mics and stuff. One of my rule of thumbs was new mics that I don't know. People I'm not working on anything. Mm, like, yeah, like I, I may, I may, I may work on make on work on one thing, but the majority of my set is to show these people that I'm funny, and they should book me. That's pretty much what I would do. I wouldn't go up there like working on things unless they were familiar with me, because you know, and, and, and like that's literally how I like started making traction. You know what I mean? Like I can go to DC, Baltimore, and go pretty much anywhere and hop on some shows. Like I can do that because when I did go to mics all over the place. I uh, left a impression you know and I mean a lasting impression I wasn't up there like huh, I was working on this bit today no I was up there like, like boom 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 you know what I mean yeah. like
1: and also I feel like this applies for both of us too even when we're working on stuff it's never like we're going up there and we're like what do we want to talk about which I recognize it's over oh. mic but I, I it always kind of like bothered me a little bit I guess people have different processes and a lot of times they're a stream of thought type of performers where that's Going to be a part of it but for me it always feels like have something geared up and even if you don't re- then rely on some of the older stuff but the idea of like you only have a set amount of time sometimes only three minutes and you're doing it like what do i want to talk about i think just like hearing that phrase i associate it with just like uh it's what, what is work producer, actually being done
0: producer Pat said it's nerves and they're unconfident and i 100 percent agree Like it's Mm. like nobody. I think that people like see other people say that, and they just think that that's what you're supposed to do. But it's like so it's unconfident because like when you're confident, what you're about to say, you know what you're about to say. You don't got you don't you you don't say like oh what I want to talk about. Like you know what you want to talk about. Like yeah, people just it's nerves. It's 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 part of it's part of performing live. You know what I mean? I think that I think that people need to get out of the habit. One one thing. I know. I know. This is like a fucking uh, you see, beginner, beginner to stand up podcast right yeah. now. But I want to say this though. <laughs> but like, one thing that I ha- that I, I know about myself that I got to get out of is like my nervous ticks.
1: Nervous ticks.
0: So I think that when people say like, like your nervous ticks will affect your performance, and people say like, what do I want to talk about, and like, so what I what I would do is after my punchline, I would always say, okay, you know what I mean. I look! Oh. Look at Kurt with the with the big red hat, looking like if if, uh, if a if if a duck had a hat on that was bleeding. Okay, and okay. then like I, I don't know,
1: <laughs> yo dog, <laughs> that was weirdly accurate.
0: <laughs> but but that's but that's what I'm saying. Look! Look at Kurt with the with the shaved head. Okay, but it's just like <laughs> looking like Justin Small before the trial. Okay, Man. like, but like that's what I would do. And this is like, and I, I guess mean, you like, do do
1: that. Now that you're saying it, I guess you have done this. I'm recognizing, like, oh yeah, I guess that is a tick. Uh,
0: like, but I don't think I don't think I realized it. Like, to my girl pointed it out, I was I was doing something. We're watch- we're watching back like the tape or something, and she was like, "Why do you say okay after every?" And I was just like, "I don't know." Like,
1: <laughs> I don't <laughs> I know. I was, okay,
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> like, leave me alone. Okay, like, but I, but what I realize is it's just a unconfident crutch that I would stand on. Mm. So,
1: like, do you think that's un- that's not being confident, or just, that's just like a tick? Because I feel like there's a difference between like having like your patterns, especially like if you do something that goes well and you say, "Okay," that's just like a pattern, not necessarily. Do you feel it's a nerve?
0: I do feel it's a nerve because I I know that it's a nerve because I say it when I'm unconfident that the that the joke is going to hit right. So, mm. like. But it'll be jokes that they're funny, but like just but like the okay will soften it in case they don't laugh as hard as I want them to.
1: Yeah, no, I get that. I have that with man. I'll, I'll say like, ah oh, man. Um, or like non-verbally, which I'm so used to like having the hair, I'll go like and it's not even like a nerve thing, it's just like a pattern. Like usually while doing a setup to something, I'll touch it. And there's there's been times recently when I'm performing and I'll be like, oh yeah, like I forgot, like, oh yeah, it's right. I I no longer have that. Bruce pats says he says uh you know you know what? i feel like that is a big central pennsylvania thing not just in comedy but in just in terms of speech like it feels like people will say like you know after something just in general conversation and it's almost equivalent to what i was used to hearing growing up of not nah, mean it feels <laughs> very much like that of just like "na mean versus you know i feel like that is a uh i, I don't know where the dichotomy lays in that but it feels very much like it.
0: That's exact, That's exactly what it is. I, you know what I realized? I used to think that Central Pennsylvania and Western PA, they would end sentences with a question. Like, they'll tell you a statement, but then ask you a question. You know what I mean? They'd be like, man, it sure <laughs> is nice outside, ain't it? And just like, it, is it or is it, isn't it? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but but now that you mentioned now nah, i mean... It's not a central like it's everybody has their own way of asking questions at the end of statements. That's hilarious.
1: Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's uh it's like beyond a vocal pause. Like you have like the ums, the ahs and all of that. Uh it's not nah means and you know, I forgot when I started to recognize... definitely throughout central Pennsylvania. I started recognizing, you know, it almost like um what's the idea of a... almost like the I don't want to say the Mandela effect, but when no, it's not that whenever there's something that just shows up and then you start recognizing it more and more after you notice it the first time. And it almost feels like, you know, something that wasn't in my life for first 28 years. Mm. And then out of nowhere, it showed up. And then I'm realizing how common it is to the point where I think like, if we are like in a simulation sort of thing, that's something that was integrated within the last three years it's kind of bugging me out.
0: <laughs> That's like when somebody you know gets a car and you start seeing that car all over the place, yeah,
1: exactly. That there's a name for it, I'm blanking out on it. It's not Mandela effect, um, but Bruce Pat, if you're able to find that, it would be much appreciated. It's uh, the Nelson effect, the ne- <laughs> just the Nelson effect. <laughs> the- oh, the the Bader uh phenomenon, our our recency bias, our frequency illusion. Yes, the uh, let's see. Is a situation where something you recently learned about suddenly seems to appear everywhere. Uh, so yeah, there's a little bit of that with you know. Uh, that's something that I've always kind of picked up on over the last three years. When I say always, because I did not notice that for the last 28 years.
0: Yeah, but if you, but like I was saying, um, but the okay for me when it, when I was telling jokes and I and I select these people for that that do the I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Or what I'm going to talk about up here or e- any of us like like producer Pat with the you know or anything consciously not say you know or okay and watch how it affects the jokes like i do it now because I, I had like one joke about my mom right and like the punchline was solid every time but when i said okay after the punchline the laughs weren't as strong as when i didn't i just let it go and i, mean, I was just confident because i know it's funny to be confident and just let it go you know what i mean like don't don't yeah. stand on, on that okay or that you know or like
1: because it punctuates it, it it almost puts an end. It's almost telling the audience of like, all right, we're going to something else. Stop mm-hmm. doing what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, and that's something that you kind of recognize the time too. like, there's little fillers that I've, I've definitely fallen victims to this or maybe just been guilty is a better way of phrasing it where I've stopped the laughter. Like there's times where like, I'm so into the flow of what I'm doing where almost the laughter disrupts it. So like yeah. I've told the audience before, like, Shh. <laughs> I've I remember one of the first time Charles saw me perform and he does a signature Charles laugh. And I remember being like, Hey man, keep it down. <laughs> like, actually telling someone like, stop laughing. You're having too good of a time. <laughs> uh,
0: that's, that's like a DJ, a DJ telling everybody stop dancing. I'm killing it right now. I'm killing it. Stop
1: dancing. <laughs> yeah. I would absolutely be that type of DJ. That's <laughs> yeah, man. It's, uh, That's one of my minds, too. I recognize that. It's interesting from a communication standpoint, recognizing uh, speech patterns. And yeah, man, is a big one for me, along with just man and kind of like a soothing, uh, admittedly a little almost too Todd Berry-ish where like I'll be like, oh, man. And I've caught myself a few times on stage, especially if, if I haven't been doing comedy for a while and I'll come back like after like two weeks or so, I'll slip a little bit back into that. And yeah. that's something you have to catch yourself on stage. Like, all right, well, it may be fun doing that voice. And it may be like almost like a natural instinct because you're consuming so much of a comic that you enjoy. Uh, you you kind of want to back away a bit and kind of have your own style.
0: That's one of the biggest, not not biggest fears of mine, but I'm definitely cognizant of the comedy that I intake because I already know as a human, you are influenced. You know what I'm saying? So it's not it's not like you're trying to be, a certain comedian, but it's like if you like that person and they you watch it often, and you're, you're bound to pick up something. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just, just just what it is. It's you no, know, it's like same thing with animals. Animals like a a a cub sees their their parent doing something, they're going to mimic it. A little. It's just what
1: it's just natural. You know what I mean? So that's why I look at animal videos on purpose. I'm trying to replicate that giraffe feeling. People see me, they know that I'm real giraffing it up. And uh, yeah,
0: that's why I'd be seeing you hitting people with your neck. Yeah, I
1: do. Yeah, <laughs> aggressive. Neck. <laughs> some people I, I recognize something about myself man like there's they say with like in terms of attraction like there's there's butt men there's breast men i think i'm a neck man bro i think i'm in that <laughs> neck i'm all about that neck that's ain't something that, i'm recognized by myself
0: Ain't that wrong with the neck
1: <laughs> yeah man it's a sensitive spot <laughs> it's like a uh.
0: I'm trying well, to get too
1: well, sensual here on proper boners, but yeah, well, shout well, out to necks.
0: When I talk about neck, I ain't talk, I'm talking about getting neck. No, know
1: I know neck. what you mean. Oh, I know what right. you mean, Mister Dirty Sir. I'm talking about <laughs> the exterior, though.
0: <laughs> Yo, this up since you brought up this part, right? This is something I've been thinking about, and hmm. um, so you see people like you're attracted to necks, right? The whole foot fetish thing. Ooh. So the foot fetish thing, right? I've I've been researching it, right? I don't have a foot fetish, right? I'm not, like, I'm in, there's, like, three types of feet, people. You got people that just can't stand feet. You got, you got impartial feet, people like myself, like, if, you know, and then you got, like, people that just love feet. Ooh. You know what I mean? And, like, I've been researching it. You know people, people, they would say that people that love feet, there's, like, a wiring in their brain that when they see feet, they see, like, private parts. You know
1: that? Yeah, I could see that a little bit of, like, it's an uh, intimate thing of like it's almost like a taboo it's almost like when um i was about to say when people are into buttholes a little bit of an extension of that though like <laughs> this is not feet are supposed to be smelly and often they're concealed um and some people it's like whoa looking at toes sort of thing or that's why they have like those fetishes where it's like when you're worshiping someone you're kissing yeah. their feet and all that it's not the lifestyle for me though I'll, I'll say it on record i'm 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 on the side of feet where you could tuck them away you, you could <laughs> Like, it's I, I can't say I hate feet sort of thing, but I've, I'm not infatuated by feet like that. Yeah. You're,
0: you're like, you're like, like me, like just impartial. It's just like, yeah, they're air, they're but I'm not afraid of them. I'm like, it'll get them off me. No, that's I'm, you know, I'm not that person, but I'm you not
1: seeing my feet. I'll say that. <laughs> I don't care how hot it is. I'm in Nikes all day. I'll even strap. I'll wear Timberlands in the summertime. Just let them know. <laughs>
0: so he'd be, he'd be wearing terminals while you were in bed with just your dip
1: yeah man people are like oh man kirk you're inside walking around comfortable why are you wearing lugs like it's like i it's, trying to that's how i feel man no but
0: look this this is what i was thinking like right? is my one homie right like he a foot dude like
1: oh he disclosed that to you
0: no yo, this man is he talk about it on facebook all the time like he is a foot dude like you know how like, like most dudes like send pictures of like girls but yo look at this he was like yo look at these toes i don't want to see this no
1: are you friends with a 15 year old what is (laughs) they're sending you photos of their partner's uh body parts but this one is just the toes it's gross no
0: he's he's 34 35 you know he's a grown man with multiple kids you know
1: (laughs) oh my gosh that's some deviance here right there i'll say it on record
0: that's like he he probably he probably sees vagina and sees feet. It's just like, that's-
1: <laughs> oh, no.
0: that's disgusting. Get away, get that vagina away from me.
1: <laughs> hey, yo, girl, I recognize that you got some toe jam. I'm trying jam with you too. Yeah, man, that'd be nuts. I, I was never into. You know, I mean, I won't knock it. I-, I clearly am knocking it for the last few words I've been saying. I've been uh, knocking it. But yeah, it's not for me. But if it's for if it's what does it for someone, and the person that they're with is also okay with it, then yeah, you yeah. uh, know, toe away. That's <laughs> what I say. Everything. Oh man!
0: Shout out to the homie Clayton. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not co-signing that shout out. <laughs>
0: he look, he know it. He proud of it. He don't, he don't hide it. Like his mom is front on Facebook. That's so all you talk about is feet. <laughs> so like, <laughs>
1: oh gosh yeah she probably knows about it if we're, if we're talking about the real psychology of it all what is he really seeing when he sees those feet
0: <laughs> what do you mean no
1: we won't even get into that that's <laughs> <laughs> disgusting <laughs> so, uh, well something we can get into though um, let's get into some suggestions some uh, non-toe jam suggestions uh, welcome to prop suggestions prop suggestions let's get into some <laughs> my prop suggestion um as some of you may know by the time this airs oscars will be done we'll know who's the best winner and all of that um one of my i went out to go see one of the nominated films for best foreign picture and i gotta tell you man this is one of the better films i've seen in quite some time uh the worst person in the world is a norwegian film that uh, it's a limited release in America right now. It's nominated for Best Foreign Film. And I went to a movie theater called uh, the Bryn Mawr Film Institute. Shout out to them. Uh, And after going to the theater, my Instagram doing the AI tricks that it does start feeding me uh, a bunch of promotions for this movie. I've heard of it, but I was like, oh, okay, maybe I'll go check it out. Went to go see it, I want to say like a week and a half ago. is phenomenal man this is like i i don't like using the word magnificent willy-nilly this film is magnificent um it's all norwegian so like you know you got to get your subtitle game in it's uh i don't know the length time but it goes by it's all it's broken down into 12 chapters with a prologue and epilogue and it's essentially about just a woman navigating her love life and her career and trying to understand what she wants so it's it's one of those where it's like it's not like a pinpoint this is a plot it's just here's a day in the life of a person and this person is going to be intriguing enough where if you it's kind of like like with books like if you care about the character you're going to care more about the plot and this is, is is that just that it's like you care about the character and the people around her so you you're invested in what happens even if it's seemingly mundane and this is one of those perfect examples man so if you're if you see this film around in your area uh, the Worst Person in the World. I highly recommend it. The Worst Person. is not in all theaters? No. It's... uh Right now, I think the Colonial and Phoenixville may be playing it. And Bryn Mawr Film Institute, which... Another one. Go check that theater out. They're magnificent. Um, that's... So it's a limited release. And it got nominated for Best Foreign Picture. So I'm sure it may get played around a little bit more. Bruce Batts has Redbox. Probably not. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's worth checking out. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll say it, man. Yeah. Boy, teared it up a little bit towards the end. It's one of those.
0: Oh, yeah, like uh, Bambi.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> a, little, <laughs> a little bit like a little bit like Bambi for different reasons, sort of thing. But yeah, it was uh I I wouldn't be surprised. If there was no dry. I don't want to spoil anything, obviously, but it's just the it's a funny movie too. It's not just like a drama, like it's a it's a comedy. It's like a it's a romantic comedy essentially. Yeah. Um, so to be able to get in that genre and pull that off, it was good.
0: Nice, nice. So, my, my suggestion, this is going to be um, a narcissistic suggestion, but I suggest that everyone, not sure when this is going to drop, hope it drops this week, but mm. everyone should go to Hanover, Pennsylvania, Friday or Saturday. Oh, this yeah. weekend coming up, because your boy's headlining at Church of Satire, I suggest <laughs> you come check it out on Saturday. Kirk is going to be there featuring, you know what I mean? So, it's gonna be it's gonna be lit this weekend. So my this is my suggestion. Like I'm telling you, like when I tell y'all, I have been writing so many fucking new jokes. Mm-hmm. Like it's insane because the Church of Satire is shout out to Jim Bryan. This is the first comedy club that I have ever headlined the weekend. That's right. And so I'm coming back. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. two years later. Yeah. So I, I want to have a whole bunch of new material. You know, what I'm saying things to talk about. You know, so it's, this is literally like a milestone for me. Is going back to Church of Satire for this weekend. So I suggest, because I plan on having a lot of fun and be loose. That, that's that's yeah. one was, That's one thing I'm trying to do recently is be loose. Like, mm-hmm. not be tied down to the set. You know, like have fun, have fun yeah. with it. So like, it's, at this weekend, Church of Satire, Hanover, Pennsylvania. Um, I'm gonna be loose, loose as a goose. You know what I mean? So. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, I'm looking yeah. forward to goosing it up with you, man. Uh, <laughs> like I said, I'll be there on the Saturday show, April 2nd, which I just realized. Oh wow, next weekend is April. Um, so yeah, yeah man, I come through. I know the last time I did church satire, um shout, shout out to Seth. Uh he's just a dude that enjoyed it and just came <laughs> out to other shows afterwards, all stuff. So, Seth, if you're listening, man, e. is coming back in town. Uh, it's gonna be nice.
0: Yeah, man, it's gonna be lit. One thing I wanted to talk about, too, because you, you brought up the Oscars. Yeah. Did you see uh, what the Grammys did to, to Kanye?
1: Oh, so like what they invited him to do a performance and they revoked it?
0: Yeah, I guess they like pretty much banned him from the Grammys, I think.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, good for Kanye. <laughs> good for <laughs> Kanye. That's like the one of the best things that could happen, right? Of like they the Grammys, uh, this, this institute that's known for not really... Being the best, uh, our most accurate supporters of hip hop. So it's kind of like a, oh yeah, the Grammys say you can't perform here. Also, I don't know what Kanye did. He probably did some wild stuff too.
0: I don't know what he did. I think, I think, is him harassing Kim?
1: I think. Oh shit! I forgot all about that. Yeah, pro- Kanye probably chill on that. Um, but <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I don't. I I kind of heard about that, and not in terms of the Kim stuff, but the Grammy situation. And uh, I don't know how he's taken it.
0: Yeah, so the the positive, right? So that happened. They banned Kanye for whatever reason. The positive of this is there are artists that are upset that they banned Kanye. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So they're like 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 Quavo from the Migos and <laughs> who 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 else was it? It was a couple other artists' names I've seen.
1: Walk but they, they,
0: they <laughs> no, I don't think Walker was in the conversation. <laughs> but, uh-huh. but but oh, I Mucci. but what they now probably Uzi, cuz he i know him and Quavo are cool but uh i think who was it i forget who said it but yeah. what, they, what they what they were talking about is uh like just doing their own live performance like have a their own big live show the night of the grammys cuz you no know, the grammys don't grammys don't rock with black people like that's just what it is you know what i mean so like the grant, so like the grammys have a long history of being fuck boys you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so like i was like this is a good thing if the kanye band has sparked people to like stray from the grammys i think that's a good thing you know what i mean like mm. gotta stop putting so much weight on these white people awards bro like
1: mm. i don't even know if it's i would necessarily say it's like like white people awards it feels very much like just mainstream awards in a sense that like they'll put stuff like they'll say like black ip is is the best hip-hop album which is like, yeah, that's a black group. But is that like in terms of like party rocking in the house tonight? I don't know, I guess that's LFMAO. Um, but, you know, like just in terms of like Black Eyed Peas, like party music versus like, I'm sure if we look at the the nominations or what came out that year, I'm sure a Nas album came out and a Black Eyed Peas would win over that. It's more of just a popularity thing, I feel. So if that does spark it, that's that's fine. I think people just recognize like if you're especially when it comes to hip hop, I can't say so much for other genres, but if you're looking for what and people have different opinions, what's quality hip hop. But if you're looking for something that's beyond radio play, you already know you don't have to rely on the Grammys like you're not you're not seeking any sort of musical validation from whatever the Grammys is saying is the best.
0: You got to I, I got one thing I do got to push back on. It is a it's a white award. It mm. is. Let me, tell you, let me tell you why. You say the mainstream popularity. Well, the majority of the country is white. Right, and and the majority of the people that are picking the award winners are white people. Like that's why things can happen. Like Macklemore can beat out Kendrick and Drake and mm-hmm. Jay Z, and like Macklemore had a great year, but yeah. that was that was tough. Only way that's yeah. the, that stuff that like black IPs can win awards over like Nas. Only way that can happen is that the white people have control over what's going on. Right. So. It's all and it's also politics. So it's all money too. It's also like payola. It's kind of like you you can pay to be nominated and things like that. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of like you. Who has the money? Who has the power? It's like we know who has that in America. Right. So that's why I say like like white because they they didn't recognize well they didn't recognize rap until '88. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: I think. Uh... Fresh Prince was the first hip-hop artist to be not or won a Grammy. I believe so.
0: And he boycotted it. Did he? He, I'm going to tell you. you, Listen, you already know how I... 88, my dad was still working for Will Smith. That's
1: right. You have a history.
0: My dad would tell me. He was like, yeah, I remember. We boycotted the Grammys. You can Google it. Fresh Prince. Will Smith and them, they boycotted the Grammys in 88 because they weren't going to televise the rap portion.
1: Oh, Oh, I could see why that would be a thing. Yeah, you know it's funny. I've never actually seen footage of him accepting it. So yeah, that's that's interesting. I never put two and two together with that. Yeah, that's a uh, producer Pat put his uh It says uh, they gave best metal album to uh, Jet Throw Tall. Uh, they have a fl- flute player. They don't have the finger on any cultural pulse. So yeah, it sounds like it's for other genres as well. Um, yeah, I, I've never yeah. been too crazy about the Grammys in that
0: way. Yeah, so I, I mean, like, listen, like. That's why they had the whole campaign years ago. Oscars so white, like this is a hey, thing for the Grammys. Standing with the Grammys, like I, I, I have no problem with people doing their own thing. People put too much weight on the Grammys. Like you said, there are people, there are artists that sell out arenas that don't got, they don't got Grammys. So they don't, you don't need the Grammys. It's just it's just a, like it is, just a trophy. Yeah, you know, what I mean? like how much do you value this little gold trophy, whatever?
1: So yeah, that's. Uh, I think they they just gave one to Nas. Like recently, and I was like, "What about Illmatic, bro?" since the Grammy, then Nas been
0: rapping top tier rapper for thirty years. Yeah, he he just got it now. Come on, mm. man, that's insane. Man. You there ain't that many rappers over the last thirty years that can do anything better than Nas.
1: Not even LL Cool J.
0: LL is one of the rappers that is up there. He he, yeah, Nas. LL LL probably over Nas and like. Culturally, but like rap yeah. rap.
1: Yeah, rap, no, rap. I'm, I'm like half joking when I say, it. yeah, no, like, okay, Hello Cool J. We know, I mean, I'd say L. Cool J is relevant in 2022 for si- like acting primarily and like a line of scarves. I I'm sure he has that too. But in terms of like hip hop, Nas has been like just that. Shout out to Buster Rhymes, too, where it's like just hip hop and they've been consistent for the last 20, 30 years.
0: But if you think about it, I'm um, thinking about it now, like LL, when it comes to rapper, he's like top five, like he's like Snoop, Jay-Z, like LL. Like that, they you know what I mean like that conversation. Like better kind of just transcend rap. You know what I mean? It's just like
1: Yeah. I think the the thing though with like a Jay-Z and a Nas, um, and like a buster, where it's like they while they're able to transcend rap and have like their side things they've been consistent with the music whereas like LL I think uh Headstrong was probably the last like <laughs> musical endeavor that we know from LL Cool J cool song but it's like that's it's it's I think it's impressive from a hip hop standpoint of artists that whether they go off and do side things but they you could tell they prioritize uh their musical artistic uh, integrity so I, I think that's pretty cool especially yeah. for hip hop um i want to give a quick shout out uh one just bx city in general i got to stop in new york last weekend for first time in probably 2019 it's been a while and uh it was nice it was nice being uh just in new york again driving in uh i didn't miss the traffic but that was that was nice it was my uh, my dad's 60th birthday or as he was adamant on telling everyone that night his 16th birthday uh (laughs) He was wilding. <laughs> he put on like his birthday suit, like he had like a his his, ver- his birthday vest. I was like, oh wow, he's ready. And the we took him out to this restaurant where like they, you know, uh, like it was a Japanese steakhouse. So like they cooked the food in front of him. And at one point, the chef was like, he was getting all these shrimp and was like, yo, I'm gonna throw it in everyone's mouth sort of thing. Everyone's like, oh okay, let's catch it. I caught it. Uh, but then he goes to my dad, and my dad's like, no, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh, which um, just as Jamaican roots, he's like, no, I'm not letting you toss that into my mouth. Shout out to your bit, by the way. <laughs> like he was like, yeah. I'm not letting you toss in my mouth. And then, and then the the chef it's like, Oh, I have wine. It's like they spray wine into it. And my dad mouth goes right open, right away. Just like, Oh, <laughs> so,
0: it, that, so, he turned to a little freaky girl. He was
1: yeah. I like, was <laughs> like, I was like, even the chef was like, is he going to close this soon? Should I stop? <laughs> He's trying to like slow down the, the flow a bit. My dad's still like, mm. <laughs> he didn't want to admit it later. I was telling my brothers like, yeah, you should have seen him at the restaurant open his mouth for, <laughs> for <laughs> <and> that dude. <laughs> yeah, well, it's he, you know, he, he had a fun time um, and uh, it, it was cool seeing everyone. It was nice seeing uh, that side of the family again. So shouts to Bronx shouts to Griffith's clan. It was nice.
0: Does your dad live in, in Bronx?
1: Yeah, he's a uh, he's uh, up in northern Bronx, uh, mm. like two thirty third. I got I went back to my old apartment, one eighty third in Lauren Place, and I was doing my writing there. I was like, oh, okay, let me walk around for a little bit, and let me go on the stoop and just do like my daily writing. And this woman comes up to me, and she's like, oh man, I have so much groceries. Oh, this day it's so windy, and I was like. No, she said something along the lines that oh yeah, you know, these apartments they, they have terrible heating. And I was like, Oh yeah, you know, I actually used to live here, apartment five. And she asked the question, Shirley, she's friend, my grandmother. So she's it turns out it's like a we know her. Shout out to Nora. I just didn't recognize her because we both had the mask on and all that. Yeah. And she was my grandmother's friend. And we I helped her with bags upstairs and went up to her apartment and all that stuff. And she was telling me how like my grandmother got the place and like the origin stories of it and just like she still contact my aunt that was a nutty experience of just like oh yeah you're still here and the apartment that you have looks just like the one that we had so that was a really cool one being able to actually go inside oh that's
0: pretty crazy yeah. the, the nostalgia of that
1: yeah man yeah it was, it was nutty it was i felt uh, some street cred I'm just like, oh yeah, apartment number five, and I'm like, I mean, my grandmother. She's known, she's known on the block. People know Shirley, yeah. so like, it was like Shirley. That's hilarious. Are you Brian? No, it's Kirk. Uh, but then, yeah. So they... <laughs> that's,
0: <laughs> that's great. Nuts. And then, listen, that could be a, that could be your sugar, your sugar mama there. You know, you, yeah, that's it was,
1: <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. No, she, no, I'm good. But like, she, <laughs> lovely lady. Shots, Nora. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm sure what my grandmother was looking in. Uh so that would be kind of wild if we decided to take that route of like why is Kirk and Nora? Why are why are they touching each other? This is ridiculous. (laughs) Kirk, she used to watch you when you were a kid. Nora, what are you doing? (laughs)
0: What's what's the uh what's the oldest you would go?
1: Let's see. uh, You know me, bro. (laughs) I don't (laughs) (laughs) know. No, I mean, I don't really ha- have age limits like that. I-, I don't see it as like, oh, you're this number. Nah, like it's like, if I'm, if if single juice is rocking out and single juice makes connection with someone and they're like of age and like things are aligning in terms of like mutual attraction, then that's something that I wouldn't really look past. But yeah, it's never really gone been like a crazy number in terms of actualization. But I, your boy's not ages, bro. Your boy's not ages. What about you?
0: Up. Hold, hold on, hold on, follow up. Okay, for okay. me, um, yeah, I'm I'm in a relationship. You know what I mean. So like, right. I wouldn't I wouldn't go any older than my girlfriend. You know what I mean. That's who I want to be with. They're gonna right. set me up. Not gonna set me up. But um, yeah. what what is the what's the biggest age gap you've had?
1: Um, not a crazy lot. I think like eleven or thirteen years, where the person was older than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I You're know school? when
0: I was. When I was 18, I had like a 31 year old. Like, that was like the.
1: What's the move right there?
0: That like the biggest age gap that I've had. Thing, I
1: mean, yeah. but. Damn, we're of that age. <laughs> we're. Which, Which, by the way, some... I was going to say, happy birthday to you, by the way. We did not acknowledge you had a birthday.
0: I did have yeah. one of them, Jones. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I was chilling his birthday. I ain't. This is the first birthday. You know, no. This is literally like my third pandemic birthday, I feel like but it's like the just like the first one where it's actually things are open. I'm 34, Pat. He says happy 35th. I'm
1: 34.
0: Uh, <laughs> you I don't don't a day pretty-
1: over. <laughs> are you one of those people that get kind of like a uh, you don't want to be older?
0: I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't. It doesn't bother me. Like I don't like see a birthday coming up and be like, oh no, it's another year past. Like I don't, I don't really. It doesn't bother me at all. Like yeah. this is what it is. Like I just lay. Like, it's just life. Yeah. You know what I mean. But um was about to say this is the first birthday that it was open up. like I know the last two birthdays I had, like last year, people like I think the first vaccines are coming out the year before that was definitely locked down. So yeah. this is like the, this is like the first year that it was like you know open a little bit, but I didn't do much, you know what I'm saying. I mean, uh, I went to dinner like twice, you know what I mean much girl took me out my my kids took me out well my kids yeah. took me out. i mean i just paid and they didn't ask me <laughs> <laughs> like, nobody gets desserts it's my it's my day-to-day um, yeah but i, I was chilling i'm chilling i got a lot of i'm doing a lot of ripping and running the next couple of weeks yeah so i didn't want to do too much
1: yeah i hear that man that's that's that uh that 34 year old talk right there <laughs> if you go back to like 24 year old birthday it's like i'm gonna go to discovery zone then i'm going to go to the brazilian steakhouse then i'm going to go to the strip club where i'm going to meet my man arnold then i'm going to get some cake at the diner afterward
0: and my third my 24th birthday was so crazy i literally have no idea what i did oh jeez i have no idea. like i'm i was just trying to think when you say 24 i have no idea like i don't know what i, I
1: did I, I was in college at 24 oh you were yeah i was i was, in, I, was a, I was went later in life so
0: I know for my my college birthdays, I remember when I was nineteen. I think I tried to drink a whole thirty pack of Natty Ice. Ooh. I remember <laughs> I was wilding because we yeah. had drove. Sure. We had drove from college. We were driving back to Philly, and I had a whole thirty pack in the car with me. I wasn't driving, and I was like, "That was the plan." Like, yo, I'm fifteen dollars. So all I need. I'm gonna get drunk all day long and i failed i failed
1: miserably (laughs) yeah i mean good i'm glad glad you failed at that one that's uh i had six to seven miller lights last night and that was which is kind of nice because miller lights you could just kind of have and it's like oh you're fine and i'm fine this morning but it's no because natty ice in particular because it's more of on like the malt liquor side so if you have like 30 of them you're gonna feel that
0: yeah, I think I, I might have had, like, 17. <laughs> but like, I had it planned out. I was like, in the morning, just to make sense, in the, before 9, I'll drink 5 of them. And then, like, by <laughs> noon, mm-hmm. I, I have 10, like, it was just, like, ridiculous. You it is me?
1: doable. I think, like, like, even now, I think that's a doable thing to do. Like, if you have nat- 30 Natty Ice throughout the whole day, I think I can do I don't want to do it, but I think I can do it.
0: The problem isn't the drinking the liquid. Their problem is how you feel. You know what I mean? It's like hmm. who once you get to like, no matter what part of the day it is, once you get once you get to like fifteen, you just you just had fifteen cans of malt liquor. It's kind of like, can you like, can you wake up? Can you like, you know what I mean? Like you're like you're like messed up. It's not like like it, I could drink thirty cans of water. Like that's not a problem, but it's like how I feel
1: is insane. Yeah. I'd imagine if I did do it, which, again, I'm not, but if I did, <laughs> I would drink water throughout, too. So it'd be like Natty Ice, water, Natty Like, it would be a lot of water throughout the day. Maybe there's a nap involved, but I think it's doable because Natty Ice is like, what, 4.2 or something like that? That's it's malt, so. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, either way, we're not going to do this, and we don't recommend <laughs> it to the listeners either. Um, so that's, 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 that's Kirk's goal. Kirk's no, goal. <laughs> that's, that's not my goal. Not my goal in any way. Um, I actually do not have any goals for today. Do you have any goals?
0: I have one goal. And I think I said this like the last two or three episodes, mm-hmm. but it hasn't goals. Um,
1: goals right there. Nice little goals. Yeah.
0: I got to, I really want to do it. because I think it's cool. <laughs> Excuse me, but we got to like TikTok. I I, I never, <laughs> when I got a new phone, I got logged out the account. So I got to log back in and I got to figure something out. We got we to gotta do something with TikTok.
1: Yeah.
0: I, this weekend coming up, We should definitely do something. I don't know, like
1: that could be our goal. That could be that'll be the mutual goal. This weekend, we do at least one TikTok. We link up on Saturday. Where it be before after show? We'll get Jim to record it. We'll do a TikTok. I request that it's a non-dance TikTok. But if there is some (laughs) dancing involved, I'm prepared for that as well.
0: Yeah, no, I don't. I don't dance. I don't dance. Pull up
1: your pants. Do the rock. Rock away. (laughs) Lean
0: back. Like, we we probably will need Jim to record it too, because I literally broke I broke my tripod this morning. Oh, yeah, like it's, it just snapped off. I gotta get a new one. It's from Five Below. That's where I get all my appliances from.
1: Five Below is nice. So, uh, oh. oh, producer Pat has a producer Pat uh, putting his producer input saying, I could help.
0: Yeah, we what, we, what we need, I think what we really need is ideas of like, what kind of TikToks we want to do or like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's not funny.
1: It's a funny sentence. <laughs> like, if you were like, if you were like, uh, oh, if, like three years ago, if you were to say that sentence, I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> just imagine like we, we got to really come up with ideas for these TikToks. <laughs> but no, I, I agree. But it's just, it's a funny thing to hear.
0: You know, it's crazy. Three years ago, TikTok was literally just for kids. Like, you yeah. know my my kids my kids used to be on tiktok when it was just kid stuff you know what i mean like
1: no but they're not uh,
0: they're not on there anymore because it's yeah, now no. it's, it's crazy
1: yeah i remember that was one of my introductions to the app was your bit about tiktok that was like how i learned about it of like you just in the background, sweet. it's a memorable bit
0: i should That's bring it honor. back i should bring it back i said that my kids would be on tiktok like my kids will do TikTok dances and do whatever, and I'll be in the background, like unbeknownst to me, like being filmed. So, like, I'll be doing regular live shit, like eating a bowl of cereal, like a white beater on, and I'm just like looking ridiculous in the back <laughs> of the video. And, like, I'm sure they were doing it on purpose. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> look at this idiot Why they dancing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's mama. Uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to this weekend, man. It should be cool. And um, for those listening, I don't know if it's going to come out. Uh, I'll be at Fergie's. Philadelphia on Wednesday. Feel free to stop through for that. Uh, I'm sure there's probably going to be other shows I can't think of, but keep that in mind. Church satire and Fergie's. Uh, we're outside, man. We're outside, and but we're also be, inside if it gets too cold. I'm also okay with that.
0: It's outside time. You know, when it it's spring, especially as springtime. So, man, you got to be aware for that. But outdoor mm-hmm. comedy shows too, man, they're going to be popping back up.
1: Yeah. I'm cool with that. I'm, yeah. I'm game
0: for whatever. Yeah. So, I might produce i might produce an outdoor one this year mm. Let's, we'll see what happens we'll see we shall but, see but it was a great conversation and we're going to
1: uh dippity dip mm. we, we have to dippity dip on and out <laughs> here huh? yeah. that's a nice sunday enjoy the oscars if you do watch it and mm. uh for those listening uh thanks for doing so see ya peace
0: shit don't feel as good as it looks, I'm gonna keep it real like I'm straight though, street shit made me what I am today, niggas, know not so shit, I deserve this shit, niggas, but ah. you coming, nigga, this ain't my story, about rags to riches, more about how I master physics in the game I used to.